kick off the show here this week, Mike. Kicking off the show. Weeks now. Weeks now. We don't have a set order. There's no set with the hot. Like NHL, you got to ride your hot goalie. Sometimes the backup gets in. This is a 1A, 1B. This is a 1A, 1A. You know what this could be? This could be like a uh, an 84 Patrick Waugh thing where uh, he comes in. He came in as as like he had he had two regular season goals under uh, games under his belt, and then he came in for the Stanley Cup Finals and ended up winning the Stanley Cup for yeah. the Montreal Canadiens, and uh, and and the subsequent MVP award, and then I think and now the nerds out there are gonna get on me for this, um, but I think like he won Rookie of the Year after he won final like playoff MVP. It is technically possible because I think I I think the patch I think his I think his chronology is that he came in yeah he played two regular season games mm-hmm. then buddy whoever gets injured he plays the entire playoffs in Stanley Cup yeah wins the MVP wins the Stanley Cup and then he's the, and then he's their starting goalie yeah that's uh that's the same thing that happened with Matt Murray recently when yes. he won the cup with Pittsburgh and the next year was his rookie year still technically so. He's already a cup champion. In his really, it really always seems like that can happen with goalies. <laughs> <laughs> you come in, yeah. and then you're hot. That's the, yeah. But we're both always hot. That's okay. Yeah, that's a good uh, thing. You know, like 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 a tag, we're like hot. A tag team. Yeah, I don't know why I went with the goalie. The tag team makes a lot more sense. <laughs> like a tag. <laughs> like we're making that hot tag here on a Tuesday morning. What are you listening to? Are you listening to Shoot? Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is the only wrestling podcast online that you can find, which is hosted by myself, uh, Cameron Osborne, and my co-host, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, over there on the other line. Um, you know, this podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. We've got a great week, of course. Uh, you know, Wednesday nights. Um, I think Otis and Mandy have a date. That they're oh, yeah. that they're That's... going on. Um, and of course, the uh, a sermon. A sermon, yeah, we got some some. Yeah, uh, you know, this uh, is uh, Vince. Vince McMahon is, is cool. He 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 has no problem. In I like the, integrating yeah, both church to, and state to push to push a little boundaries there. Now, I think the big question: Are they going to call him the Messiah in Saudi? I don't know if they would <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> cross that line. That little we'll uh, see. That little sigh from you was just ah. Oh, but well, first, <laughs> I would love it. If they had the balls to do it, I would love that. Before, um, before we even have the chance to get to Saudi Arabia, um, no, wait, I, no, he'll be he'll be the Ayatollah when he's over. Yeah, that's what it is. The uh, the Monday night Ayatollah. <laughs> um, before we even have the chance to get to Saudi Arabia and Otis and Mandy's date, um, we're heading we're heading to the Northwest United States. Yes, Portland. the great state of Oregon. The great state of Oregon, Portland specifically, for an NXT takeover. Review. This is, is this their first? Sunday? Well, I was going to say just like it's the only thing going on. It's not associated oh, like independent? with... Uh, um, well... Yeah, pretty much. Well, the first few takeovers were like on Wednesday nights. They're regular, right? Like they just, but, but yeah. yeah ever since those. then, it's always been yeah. Saturdays, kind of piggybacking off of a, a WWE pay per view. This is great because we haven't had anything since the fall, since War Games, and we won't have anything until Mania. So, kind of covers that little uh, covers that little gap where we have a couple championship belts and the uh, yeah. every, everything's on Some, the line. 
yeah, we gotta we gotta wrap up some feuds to start building the the big ones for Mania, and uh, uh, yeah, see pretty much. And you know what the the state flower is in Oregon? I do not. A poppy. Okay. And guess who opens the show? Keith, poppy. Keith Lee. Is that, <laughs> where you're, no, is, that poppy. is that where you're going? I'm not this, too sure. Uh, no, this live musical performance. Did you see this? this I, did, poppy I, I, did you see this? Did you hear about this? I did. Yeah. It was, it was her I name. made up. I made up that that state flower thing. Oh, it could be. Oh, but no, her. She oh. was like the. She was like this avant-garde Billie Eilish. Yeah, um, <laughs> I saw her. I guess I didn't see her name. Uh, and it's but it's Poppy. Yeah. So. It's uh, fun. Yeah, just wanted to give her uh, her come up or not her come up her, <laughs> uh, her kudos for I don't know I'm not saying I liked her but she was there. Way to go, Poppy. Interesting, interesting. Um, way to go, Poppy. Uh, yes, but yes, on to some fucking wrestling because that's all we got was some good wrestling on this fucking show. So let's start off with Keith Lee defending that North American Championship against his greatest rival Dominic Dijakovic. Um. And this is a matchup, you know, I don't mind seeing this multiple times because every time they, they just fucking... Something new every time. Yeah, and they're, they yeah, the great chemistry. Uh, two big men that can do some crazy shit for their size. They're just like fucking, like uh, at one point they're both going for choke slams and they just kind of like backflip out of it, land on their feet. Uh, Dijakovic was hitting corkscrew moonsaults. He did like this crazy flip over the top rope onto the fucking floor with Lee sitting in a chair. All that one, that one, yeah, on. that, one, that one was sick. They did the old. I think they swapped each other's spot on the chair. First, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. Di- yeah Dijakovic is on the on it, getting slapped around, and then yeah. and the crowd. This was a great crowd. They were like, they were all shh, and then boom, the big slap. And I don't, I don't think Portland gets much uh, pay per view stuff, so this was nice for them. And uh, and just the hottest of matches that you can start a card off with yeah. too. Yeah, just fucking big moves. You know, Keith Lee, he hits a spirit bomb, but then Dijakovic just like rolls through and powers up like a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> he was just like, ah, and then Lee hits another one for a big near fall. So crowds, they're in a frenzy. Everyone's going nuts. Um, Dijakovic hits a Spanish fly off the top rope. There was like 500 pounds of mass just flipping through just the air. Flipping there. through the air. Reinforce yeah. that, those <laughs> ring boards. It was nuts. Uh, eventually, Dijakovic, he tries to lift Lee up for his finisher, but his back gives out on him, and Lee picks him up and nails the Big Bang Catastrophe to get the win after an amazing match. Um, for the one, two, three, I noticed this, Matt. Did you notice before um, there the crowd is singing? Uh, uh, bask in his glory? Yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard that before. Oh, I've heard it a bit, but they've yeah, done it. Okay, I, I noticed it. They're singing Seven yeah, Nation Army, Seven Nation Army, to come oh, bask in his glory, or O O bask in his glory. I think it's O bask in his glory. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, hot, but, yeah, hot no, match. Hot yeah. match. He loves it. Hot match. At the end, they do the whole respect. He he picks him up, gives him a hug. <sighs> There's nothing like two men who just respect <laughs> the hell out of each other. Just I good wrestling, say. you know. Uh, so much respect. Yeah, if that's the end of their feud for now, they did a good job, and somewhere down the line, they can uh, they'll always have that that little thing between them. Yeah, they're still they're still they're still on the show. Yeah, but let's move on to some women's action here. We got uh, the blood feud. Tegan Knox taking on her former best friend Dakota Kai. For, in a street fight, oh, man. Former Portland best street friends. fight. 
A, port, a Portland street fight. <laughs> um, I, I don't know much about the city of Portland. I've seen the show Portlandia starring <laughs> yeah. Fred Armisen. So I assume that a Portland street fight involves a lot of uh, hemp products, um, a lot of reusable sort of things, containers, <laughs> um, you know, well, like reusable produce bags, things like that. Uh, and some, well, some nice coffee. Coffee. That's what I uh, picture. What do you picture when you think of uh, a Portland street fight? What kind of what kind of objects do you think be, are being used? Uh, like cricket bats and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fedoras, yeah. maybe like but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we'll get right. Uh, Tegan Knox, she comes out. Kai attacks her from behind, but it's a street fight, so she can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> and I love Dakota Kai had a bit of a bit of a fresher look here she looked like a punk rocker with her black lipstick and stuff and yeah it's a like, uh, it's a classic look you know i'd go to a show with punk her. rock yeah i'd go to any show with you uh we get those weapons early on kai does grab a cricket mallet like i said and this was she fucking took a swing at Knox's head who just barely ducks out of the way okay but the, why <laughs> why do you think a cricket bat is it was uh, stashed she stashed it she went there at like four o'clock in the afternoon and just tucked it under so she could get it later <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was a good spot like the timing she literally just got out of the way and this thing shatters uh, and then uh, she knocks Dakota down puts a trash can lid over her she's like sitting in front of the stairs so she runs and does a senton into it just smashes her up uh, <laughs> yeah and then another fucking good spot where knocks she sets the chair up sitting in the ring and puts Dakota Kai's head into it and then she goes for a running punt and she pulls her head out just in time the timing of these two was impeccable I loved it we haven't seen the punt in a long time. Yeah, was, but uh, was, we did see some crossed. a little bit of unprotected headshots. Like at one point, the trash can lid just got smashed in the face, and another one got a chair kicked in the face. Yeah, well, that's face. Uh, that doesn't count. <laughs> well, face head. No, but like if someone <laughs> hits you in the in the cheek, yeah, surely the that can have no influence on your brain and your skull, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think a boxer get punched in the cheek hard enough. <laughs> Anyways, we get some duct tape. Can you believe that? No, I, I can't. Um, <laughs> mainly reason because like I picture duct tape as being too wasteful for Portland. Like if you are to bind something, I Is think Portland like that a, environmental. Yeah, yeah. I, they, I, well, well ju have the, judging have by a, the show. But their their logo was like a saw for like logging and shit. Yeah, so I also no kind of, I also was wondering why the saw was there. My best kind of thing was like. Like, they saw a, a Portland hipster in a flannel <laughs> shirt, and he had made, like, a toque and a beard, and they just yeah. kind of went like, with oh, this lumberjack, lumberjack thing. It's possible. You know, they sort of uh, pictured this burly, man, like, manly man, uh, yeah. big old barrel-chested. Like Braun Strowman in plaid. Maybe that's what happened. They saw Braun Strowman and Plaid, <laughs> and they were like, and Vince just sort of stepped in there because it's on his network. I mean, you know, Triple H is running the show over there, but it's on Vince's network. So if Vince wants the beef, excuse me, he's getting uh, the beef. He's, he loves the beef, but uh, Knox loves steel chains. She gets one of those and starts pounding Kai's surgically repaired knee, and then eventually she hits that shiniest wizard. But instead of going for the pin, she wants to punish her more. So she. Sets up a table in the ring. She wraps a chair around Dakota's neck. She goes up to the top rope, ready to kill her. When Raquel Gonzalez, who? I don't know. Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was in a. <laughs> she was in a Mae Young Classic, but she didn't even win it or anything. But she's here and she attacks uh, Tegan Knox, throws her, or she fucking gives her a double-handed choke slam 
off the top rope through the table, which doesn't break, but actually looked more painful because of it. Mm-hmm. It always Kai, looks worse when it doesn't break because you're like, yeah. it's supposed you to break. You hear the slam, it's just like, boom! It doesn't have that, that cushion of a broken table. But, the cushion uh, of a broken table. <laughs> huh. But that that allows Dakota to crawl over. She pins Tegan Knox and gets the win. And another great match, I thought. Good match. Great match. Excellent. Another great match. You know, the uh, the surprise entrance only works. I mean, I'm trying to think. There's a handful of non-WWE wrestlers, female wrestlers, who could show up in that kind of way and you would recognize right away. Yeah. Especially if it's like not the ones in AEW either. It's like, hey, who are the women on the non-AEW or WWE scene who could show yeah, up? Yeah, that you would actually know. Pretty much like Tessa Blanchard, I could pick her out. Yeah, yeah, there's not... That's about it, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's a couple others that are starting to come into my head. But, yeah, this girl kind of looked a bit like Sonya Deville. She, uh, Yeah, it, you, you kind of <laughs> had to double take. You're like, what? What? Yeah, double what? Take, but I don't know. I guess they have something planned for her, so we'll see. Uh Either way, though, I, I, I enjoyed the match. Great match. But let's continue, because fucking every single match was great tonight, <laughs> um, including a man that you haven't gotten to see very many great matches from, uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Taking on, taking on Johnny Takeover, Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah, and this was the Finn. He was supposed to be able to heal the match here, but the crowd, I think, was definitely more into him than Johnny. He was getting the cheers. Johnny was getting some boos and... Uh, yeah, this was just good back and forth. They started out slow, working their ways up, chopping the shit out of each other. Both chests were red and raw by the end of this. <laughs> uh, and they kept fucking calling it. So every time Finn does his running drop kick, then now they call it the John Woo drop kick, which is kind of, I don't know why they're giving Yeah, it. I heard that too. They're um, like, John Woo! They used to just call it the shotgun drop kick, which I think is better. Why give Woo all the credit? Yeah. It's the film director, um, right? I don't know. Are you allowed to say shotgun? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, good shit, good exchanges here. Uh, Finn slams Johnny's stomach first onto the table, right onto the monitor, and then Finn he goes running across from one table to the other and hits Johnny with another John Woo drop kick, uh, and then he throws Johnny back in the ring, follows up with a coup de gras, and then hits an amazing looking 1916 where Johnny just jumps up, lands on his head, and that's the finish. Another great match. Finn wins. A long one too. This one. Yeah, it was what, this, thing like went on for, this thing went 30? on forever. <laughs> well, there was quite a few long matches today. Yeah, it w- it was finally a good Finn Balor match. Uh, yeah, crowd was hot. They were yeah, they were loving it. He's great. Um, did what, what was Finn Balor's last match on NXT? I forget what it was. Uh, I don't know. Well, at the uh, Worlds Collide, he fought that Ivan Dragunov guy. But <laughs> oh, right. He fought <laughs> Ivan Dragunov. Right. Wait, no, from, that was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, wait, no, Ivan Dragunov. Uh, not Ivan Drago. Four. No, that's Drago. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, this was good. Um, let's move on to the Women's Championship match. Mm-hmm. They, they called it the Women's Championship again. So, so I that, guess that was like not a thing? That lasted like a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it lasted like a week. That's too bad. Uh, well, whatever. Whatever. Rhea Ripley defending against Bianca Belair. Uh, two of the probably strongest women in NXT. Just stacked. Strong <laughs> people. Yeah. And two, Bianca Belair. I've been saying right now, she's got to be one of my top women in the world. I know. You were saying that last year. You were saying that last year. Yeah. You've been but, saying that for uh, a year now. Remember she had that she uh, match against Shayna Baszler and you were, you were yeah. hot on it. 
That was a coming out party. I think that was at last year's pre-Rumble takeover, I think, in Phoenix. Yeah, about a year ago or so. But uh, here we go. They were doing good here, man. Both crowd into both of them. I think Bel Air even had the bit of the edge here. Um, And then at one point, Ripley's on the top rope and Bel Air hits that hair whip, which I don't think we've seen in a little while. Which is nice. The, the hair can't last forever, right? Like eventually, the hair's gonna have to like get cut off, or I don't know. It's such a part of her. Or like my worst fear is that something's gonna happen and the hair's gonna get like caught. Oh, like she's running and then it fucking you know, yeah, you know, like or what? <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, like it gets it gets caught in a steel cage or it gets kind of yeah, caught against the, a rope oddly. Yeah, imagine she goes for like a dive off the cage. You know, what you know, you down. can see what I'm picturing, ah! right? Like, and then it wraps this... around her neck like a noose, and she's ah! like, either they're gonna work it in <laughs> to a match. <laughs> they should do a choking with her own hair. I don't think we've seen that yet. Yeah, well, well what, 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 can we, what can we call it? Uh, <laughs> like the I don't know. I was gonna say hairball, but uh, there's a the hairball. What what could that be? Um, I don't know. She could do like a mandible claw to stuff her hair down your throat. I like that. Yeah, I like that. The <laughs> hairball. The hairball. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, fucking Bel Air. She hits a flipping senton over the top rope onto Rhea. Air Bel Air, as Moro calls it. Mm, that's good. Uh, but yeah, eventually they fight back up to the top rope. Bel Air goes for that superplex, but Ripley avoids it and hits the riptide for the win to retain. Great match. Um, uh, yeah, Belair though, you know, one of these days she's gonna win the big one, and I'm gonna be there. You're gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Shit. I don't know where. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but afterwards, Charlotte comes running out and she attacks Rhea and officially has made the challenge for WrestleMania. So that's gonna be good. So, uh, so she's so Charlotte wants. So Charlotte could potentially be NXT champion. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Which means that she's just on Wednesday nights now? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, either way, though, it sounds... I mean, the title Either way, the match is... Good. Yeah, the match is going to be big. Yeah, and it's at WrestleMania. It's not at TakeOver's. So. Oh, okay. I also picture I mean, at least it at TakeOver sounds like for it some is. reason. To me, it sounds like the way they're talking. Like the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. I don't know. I, uh, they could do whatever the hell they want. Because I, I, like sh- I also think, yeah, like Charlotte Flair is on the WrestleMania card. Yeah, you know, just and then that's just bigger stage for Ripley. That'd be huge for her. Oh yeah, two of arguably yeah the 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 strongest women in the in the sport. Yeah. One could even and say. they still have time, you know, if you want to throw Bel Air in there, make it a triple threat. Yeah. <sighs> two year two years of triple threat straight for Charlotte. Yeah, well, last year I didn't agree with it, but this year. I'm... <laughs> last year you if, fundamentally if it's giving me what I want. Right, I'm okay with right, it. Right. Yeah. As long as I get what I want, then everyone's <laughs> happy. Uh, but let's go. We got another title match here. Uh, I guess the one thing to mention from last week's NXT was the uh, the bro, where's my car segments. Did you see those? Yeah, no, they were actually the, these super <laughs> guys. These guys were doing great work with the bro. Where's yeah, my good car. comedy. Good comedy century. Or, and the yeah. uh, them, them like uh, paddling around in a little boat. The swan boat. Yeah, and then they, they stake out or he says he's got a private plane and then he just shoves done in the the compartment and it turns out they're sneaking on triple h's private bird <laughs> or the boot as they call it in uh in the uk right That's anyways uh so they're here they made it uh they come out in their little golf cart the broser mobile um and they got their new fish fry bobby fish fry shirts and of course they say it 
Okay. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Oh, there you go. See, I was worried. So I see, and he starts <laughs> doing it, and I'm just so worried the whole time. Like, no, Matt Riddle, please. Get and he's this. stoned. Yeah, you know, he's stoned. It's I think Oregon's a legal state. Oregon's, a, you know, Oregon is a legal state, folks. Yeah, and I was just, <laughs> I was just waiting on him to to say like how many fresh, <laughs> or like, you know, like just fucking up because it was tough. How, how how many fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Yeah. Well, for those that couldn't remember it, they had a little sing-along <laughs> thing. <laughs> the fucking like it. It was like a, it was like a SpongeBob, a little talking fish going along as it as they're going, and uh, that just enraged Bobby Fish and O'Reilly. They they <laughs> run out, they attack them, and from there we just got a great some great tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dunn and Riddle, the odd couple, they just work so well together. Uh, Pete Dunn just loves doing the hand, you know, the hands up like, eh, what am I gonna do? Stuck with this stoner. <laughs> yeah. That's just his taunt. Yeah. He's always like, ah, what can I do? Or, yeah. You know, we he, win matches. He's ne- He never looks mad about it, yeah. but he's, <laughs> he's just like, like huh. <laughs> okay. Then Randall does his little hang loose symbols. Yeah. The thing he's, and I think yeah. they were stick. I think they stuck with, or they mostly had Matt Riddle's theme. I didn't hear them doing like the transition, you know, like the yeah, dumb Oscar Kyrie Sane thing. Yeah, which is a good choice. I mean, I think Riddle's is more memorable than Dunn's. Of course, yeah. It's I, a banger. I, at least I don't know what Pete Dunn's. Yeah, I can't think of. I can't sing it off the top of my head, so. uh. Yeah, I will not be using that for humdinger. But yeah, Dunn and Riddle working good together until uh, at one point Riddle goes for a spear, but accidentally hits Dunn. So could this cost them? Uh, Nope, because they survive. Riddle gets the tag, and then him and Dunn hit some great combo moves, ending in a bro to sleep drop kick, and Riddle gets a three count to win the tag team championships. Yeah, this was another. This was another this uh, is, fun. Yeah, this whole card. Yeah, this whole card was just great. Just great wrestling, top to bottom. And uh, yeah, the undisputed era. They've only got one belt left now. The uh, the prophecy has crumbled. Prophes- but the prophecy is cr- crumbling. You know, and this is uh, this is also you know the Broserweight's first main roster belt, I guess. Yeah. Matt Riddle's well, Riddle, first belt in yeah, WWE. First, first championship in general. Yeah. yeah exactly. So that's big for him. He was fired up. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you see that? It was like off television Riddle cutting some promo on Brock Lesnar, calling him out. Oh, he's still doing that, eh? <laughs> he's still doing it. He's like, people tell me not to, but I don't care. I'm going to retire Brock Lesnar. Which is pretty. What if it's all an ultimate work? Where's the shoot meter on this one? Where's the shoot meter on this one? Uh, man. This one's yeah. tough because I wonder, like, especially, like, in the wrestling business, that's the type of thing that bro- that you get mad about. I feel like if, if it's, you know. Brock. Exactly, right? Because these guys probably aren't friends. If they were friends and saying this, it's like, ah, ha we're friends. We're just causing shit. Yeah. But these two guys, like, it's not like they work together. No, they they Rock for is like who is this fucking little kid? Exactly, guy? they for all intents and purposes probably hate each other. <laughs> um, yeah, but I would love to see the match. I would love to see the match. Love to see the match, but it, I think it raises. I it does raise that slightly larger question, like who? Because Brock's not going out on his back for sure. Riddle has to win. That's the only way I that, want. To you know, and that's exactly it. Like hundred percent Brock. Like you know, if if we're still going to Saudi, Brock Lesnar's never going to have like a last match. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be his last match. He can lose and keep going. But you think you think Brock Lesnar's going to go out on his back that easily? I don't know. You pay him money, pay him enough, pay him the oof. I don't know. We'll see. How much? <laughs> how much do you think Brock Lesnar has to be paid to lose? 
Like, I bet he has, like, he... you think you think you get a bump for <laughs> taking a bump? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think he cares too much about winning and losing. He just. Okay. Know. Yeah, no, I, you, I, you do, you do wonder things like that, right? Because you do hear, the, you know, you do hear stories or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're listening to work shoots or whatever about, like, Hulk Hogan, like, would legitimately not. Oh yeah, because some guys definitely. some guys would not take certain pins. Like not only Triple guys H like Hulk, but yeah, was yeah, good. Kevin Nash wouldn't take Nash. a fucking pin or something, right? Like yeah. you do hear about that. Yeah, I think Brock he cares about the creativeness of it, but like winning or losing, he's like whatever. If it can lead to a bigger match, make more money, like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll lose to Goldberg in a minute. Right, that's a good point. <laughs> but, so I can win it back yeah. at uh, Mania. Yeah, that's a good but, point. But a match that did not last a minute. Yeah, we let's got get the to main the, event. If we're talking big money matches, uh, this is Adam Cole, baby, taking on Tommaso Ciampa for that NXT championship. Uh, this is Adam. This is Adam Cole. Like this isn't this isn't your normal kind of kind of guy. No, this is a top guy. This is this guy is on top. He's not bottom. <laughs> he ain't the bottom, bitch. He ain't the bottom. He's on the top of the pyramid, taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Looking for Goldie back, and these guys got all the time in the world to yeah, uh, was, uh, to make this happen. And just like all these other, just like all these other pay per views we see, like the crowd is so not like it's not like it's not that they don't want Adam Cole to win. It's that yeah. they want to boo him. And the story is the story is just so good. They're so invested. They mm-hmm. love both these men, like Tommaso Ciampa. He was one of the biggest heels, but now he's a big baby face because he came back from that crazy neck surgery. And Adam Cole is just heel for life. I, he, yeah. I love the bit that he did. Uh, he does the hop on the side of the ring apron. He's like applauding himself and oh, yeah. pat himself Copy- on the back for a bit. I don't know if you caught this one bit. I think it was like when they're going around the timekeepers area. I think Tommaso Ciampa had like a big knee that sent Adam Cole into the timekeepers <laughs> area. And he's standing there and some guy beside him in the yeah. crowd. How can I not catch this? I know what you're gonna. <laughs> okay, yo, you saw it too. So guy, the crowd's just like yeah, cheering for him. He's like, yeah, holds up his hand to high five, <laughs> and gets yeah. nothing. Yeah. Well, he gets more than that. <laughs> yeah. He grabs the guy, the bald head, and he kisses him right on his bald head. That was fun. Yeah. So this this guy was super pumped. At first, I thought he was just gonna leave him hanging. That's what I thought too. I'm <laughs> like, more. oh no. But he kisses him right on that shiny bald head. Gets uh, and this guy was so hyped after. He's like, yeah! And he throws up the <laughs> devil horns. Uh, but then that's when shit got intense. Uh, Cole starts targeting that neck. He fucking gives Ciampa like a wheelbarrow suplex right into the edge of the table. His repaired neck nails that hard corner of the table there. Uh, and Cole would just continue to target the neck. You know, he's hitting fucking Panama Sunrise. Uh, Champa, he hits an air raid off the top rope for a big near fall. Uh, this is when we started getting a bunch of kickouts here, uh, but it was good. I was fine with it. The crowd was going nuts. Uh, like Cole gets powerbombed through an announced table. Champa hits Project Champa for another big near fall, uh, and then late in the match, the rest of the undisputed era comes running out to distract the ref and cause some shenanigans. They hit the high low on Champa, throw him in the ring. Cole hits the last shot, but Champa kicks out. So the crowd's going nuts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going nuts. This was fun. This was good. Uh, Just kept kicking out. Yeah. Undisputed Era. They they leave the belt for Cole to use, but Ciampa stops him. And then he gets shoved into the refs. So the refs knocks out. Uh, Ciampa, he's got the match won. But the refs can't make the count. Uh, so Johnny Gargano then comes out. And he's telling him, he's like, use the title. So 
Champa goes to grab it, but then Gargano takes it and hits Champa in the head. He's turned on him. Oh no! Cole covers him. Adam Cole covers him, and the ref makes the three count. So another another amazing match. This card was full of them. But yeah, now Johnny has is the heel. Yeah, yeah. He and he has he has he flopped? No, he didn't flop. He kind of did a brief flop last year. He had a Ciampa brief little like you know, yeah. So 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 are we get it? So that's so that's Champa Gargano four. I guess they yeah. The, the the injury fucked up what was supposed to be the finale last year, I think. Is that what happened? Like it was supposed to be Champa Gargano, and then Champa had to vacate oh, it, so it was right. Gargano Cole. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But I'm Cole still on top. Adam Cole's on top, and that's fine with me. And like literally, what's next? Well, I'm thinking maybe Finn Balor because he beat uh, what's his name earlier. Yeah, he beat Gargano earlier. Uh, yeah. Not not a that multi-man kind of like a match. Unofficial number one contender match, I think. You know, what does Velveteen Dream care about? Well, the Dream, yeah, I guess so. That was one match that wasn't on the takeover. He's going to take on Roddy Besides having sex with multiple partners, probably. <laughs> you know probably. what I just, I just, I never realized until this week. What's that? Uh, so you know how Velveteen's been taunting Roddy with his, his family and all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this week he had the thing on his ass that said, Call me Marina. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know and that. that's when I and then when I when I put it together, I said, wait a minute. Roddy's wife is Marina. Yeah. And I saw the picture. I'm like, Marina Shafir of the Goons? He's fucking married to her. Did you not know that? that? I didn't know. Oh, it didn't click. No, I've, it just I've, didn't I've, click. I've known that for a while now. I knew I, I've seen it. I don't know. It just didn't click. It, it, did, it didn't moment. click in your head. No, they have a like they have they have a kid and stuff. Well, yeah, I've seen the kid now. They got a little, uh, a little toddler. <laughs> but yeah, so that just kind of that 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 just kind of clicked, huh? That's funny. Clicked for me. I but, thought uh, I thought we yeah. I thought this was common knowledge that we both shared, but I guess no. No. So yeah, you could have stumped me on a trivia. I could have stumped. Oh, God damn it, I could have stumped you. Not this time, but uh, what a great takeover! <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> yeah, what another what another great takeover! Like every match, every match. I mean, every takeover, even the worst takeover, is good. And there's not very many. They're all great to amazing to perfect. And this was pretty pretty near perfect. Yeah, and you know what? This roster keeps getting stronger. Uh, even, it sort of seems like, you know, Keith Lee was our biggest last, like, addition by the, you know, what I feel. And that was last summer. This roster has stayed kind of very consistent. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, for the last little while now. Yeah. They've added a couple guys from the. Mm-hmm. The main roster, like Finn coming down, and just the, thought there was no uh, no two hundred five match, no cruiserweight match. Yeah, that was the only belt that uh, I guess Devlin's over in the UK now, so that's their excuse. Okay, yeah, I just I, I don't know, just right now, I just uh, that just kind of yeah. got to me. No, no, uh, that's another thing that happened on Wednesday. Leo Rush beat uh, Angel Garza to win a title shot. So. Title shots, title shot, which is great, and that uh, and that was the uh, that was the takeover. That was the takeover, yes. That was the takeover. Uh, let's let's uh, let's hop into our normal week to week, and you know how we kick off the week, Mike. How we always do. It is with the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Uh. One of the most prestigious but uh, championships that you can hold within the Shoot Brothers podcast, and this one goes to um, uh, this one is going to tag uh, Raw tag team member uh, Montez Ford. 
Oh, the the husband of Bianca Belair. Yes, the oh, there you go. You could have stumped. You could, you know, I I couldn't have stumped <laughs> you on that one. Yeah. Um, this one goes to that Montez. Was, that, that's that should have. I mean, no spoilers, but that should have been the trivia. That would have been a good Valentine's one. Day. Good one. Valentine's Day. Wrestling couples. That would have been a good. Re yeah, wrestling couples. Valentine's Day. Yeah, uh, for ne for next, for next year. year, or you can just pepper year. it in whenever you're. Maybe. Yeah. You're feeling the love, but this one this on, week goes out to Montez Ford. All right. What's um. He got? Every single day, presumably at like a time of wake up, I'm really not sure. Every single day, Montez Ford tweets out, God is good. <laughs> Just God is good? Just God Stewart. is good. Just God is good. He, right. he tweets us out every single day to maybe help remind himself, remind us that, hey, <clears throat> God is good. All right. So he's a, yeah, he's a man of faith. And uh, he wants to spread his 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 warmth, I guess. So exactly. Well, you know, if it works for him, that's fine with me. So Montez Ford, you are this week's Tweet of the Week champion, and man, you you could you could keep winning this title if you uh, if with the level of consistency that you have <laughs> every single day. Yeah, that's funny. That's worthy of a that's worthy of a title shot, Montez Ford. You are the Tweet of the Week champion. There you go. There you go. You got a cool wife too. <laughs> Uh, I guess before, did you watch any XFL this past weekend, week two? Caught some, uh, caught some XFL highlights. <laughs> of yeah. course, of course. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm, my, uh, my, my dragons got their first win there. Yep. So, uh, I also, I, I saw my first commercial for XFL on TSN. Oh, what, what, had, what did, what did the, uh, what did the commercial <laughs> look like? <laughs> You're going to love it. So it was clips and highlights and stuff. And then the, the music was. X gonna give it to you. No way. DMX. <laughs> so great X use of the X referencing there. All right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Good. And I heard the ratings. Each game like averaged over three million, which is pretty solid. Yeah, I know. I I also did hear that um like ticket sales went up from week one to week two went up like seven point eight percent or yeah something like, a pair like of, that. Uh, yeah, so three million viewers, and they're saying that on ESPN, the NBA regular season average is one point nine million. So, pretty good start for the X. Well, I think that's the that's always been the thing about football is that oh yeah, like it, there's Americans just, love it. There's so many people who watch, like way more people watch it than anything else. Yeah, like even college football and fucking yeah, even though like you know basketball, baseball, you know hockey's Hawks. definitely at the bottom. Uh, so the Even XFL has bigger, a place. The XFL has a place. I don't know. My Battlehawks uh, lost this week to uh, Houston. The Houston somethings. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I forget. But uh, we're coming in one and one. So that's. Uh, yeah, I think uh, so far it seems like the the DC Defenders maybe the team to look out for. <laughs> in my scouting report. It could be in the scouting report. You know, there's uh, the big championship game comes up in April. I don't think there's a name for it. It's just called like the championship game. Yeah, we'll figure. We'll see. Hopefully they have some sort of trophy to give them. Yeah. Hopefully they'll have some kind of title championship, championship belt. belt. <laughs> 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 like, they have 50 yeah. different belts they give to like every member of the team. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, let's go into some dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Because we got a title match to kick off the show. Uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defending against SCU. Um, and then right at the start of the match, Dark Order appears on the screen to kind of let them know they're watching. And that some of them may be closer than you think. So they're, uh, yeah, they're still teasing that arrival of the Exalted One. And 
Chris Dan- Christopher Daniels, he's there. He goes back to investigate because they kind of been fucking with him all this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, anyways, this was a good match. Uh, Kenny, at one point, Kenny gets, or Paige gets taken out. So Kenny's on two versus one, but Paige gets the hot tag, runs wild. Omega gets back in, and him and Paige eventually hit their V trigger buckshot Lariat combo to get the win, retain their titles. Then Paige drinks some beer with the fans, goes away. So SCU's left in the ring, and then the Dark Order come out and surround them. But the best friends come out to back them up. And then Butcher and the Blade come out with Hybrid 2 and the Dark Order. And then the Young Bucks come out, so everyone's going crazy, big brawl. Um, and then eventually Orange Cassidy comes out to the ramp and distracts Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, who gets super kicked by the Bucks. And finally, the Bucks stand tall. This... um. Yeah, this was great. So uh, this AEW tag division, uh, you know, I think uh, what what this this all has to be going somewhere. They all got to take each other on in yeah, something. There's, there's too uh, many. There's too many of them. I think isn't there a, supposed to be a title match this week? I believe Lucha it's Brothers. a battle royal. So uh, I don't know if it's a- okay. Oh yeah. So here's what. So here's what. It's uh, Lucha Brothers are taking on Hangman and Omega, and then there's also a battle royal where the winners will get the shot at the Revolution. Right, Revolution. So that's the pay per view. Um, Two weeks. I think. You know, it sort of see, it sort of feels it sees uh, or like I don't see it being a two team debacle. Yeah, you we know. could get a, some fatal four way. You, you know, know yeah, throw the some, best friends in some there. Some kind of thing, yes. maybe throw in a step. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Sammy Guevara taking on Dustin Rhodes here. Jake Hager on the outside causing trouble, but. Uh, Dustin at one point uh, what was it the oh yeah fucking Dustin hits a Panama Sunrise that was huge <laughs> yeah not just a Canadian destroyer not just a destroyer <laughs> the Panama he goes up the rope but uh, and then he follows that up with the final reckoning to get the three count so a bit of a big big win for Dustin here he doesn't mm-hmm. have too many TV matches uh, but then after the match he gets on the mic and he's all pissed off he's calling Jake Hagar Jericho's bitch and he asks if he's ever going to step in the ring or just going to keep collecting a paycheck because you're failing at your MMA career and you're failing here before you've even gotten started. So crowd's all like, ooh, mm-hmm. Hager's pissed off. Sammy tries to calm him down. So Dustin says, you broke my arm. I want your ass at Revolution. And then they do announce later that that will be happening. So. That will be happening. I've um, If you pay attention to Jake Hager, like, there must be some kind of non-physicality clause or something around maybe they're just playing it very well because he hasn't done shit to anybody yeah i, I heard he, at least at first there was for sure because he had that fight uh like a little while yeah ago it was like he had a ball. fight uh, shortly after he signed that contract or whatever yeah. um but for the most part you know he kind of maybe gets like the odd kind of ground kick in there or like the little yeah. kind of like sidearm punch yeah. Uh, hasn't taken a bump. Hasn't no hasn't yeah, nobody's nobody's touched him and he hasn't really gotten into anybody. Uh so this will be I guess you know this is this is big. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. It'll be a fun match. Hagar versus Dustin and Dustin's always great, great storyteller, so Certainly. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh then we get Tony Schiavone interviewing the heel, Dr. Britt Baker, just kind of talking about the the dental trauma she caused to Yuka Sakazaki. <laughs> Then uh, Baker just says, you know, that's a stupid question. I, it's my dental obligation to improve the health of the public. That tooth was terribly decayed. And then she just uses some dental language, you know, like the 19th bicuspid on the blah, blah, blah. 
So, Use some yeah. dental language. Um, <laughs> it's been great. Britt Baker the past like what three, four ish weeks now. Yeah, um, pretty much since the cruise, she's been on a good roll there. And yeah, and she's getting better every single time. It's so it it, it must be so much easier to get that arrogant, confident heat. Uh, you know, heel heat. Uh, than it is to kind of be just like that nondescript baby face, which yeah. she was. I think when she came in, she was like, "Look at me, I smile." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now she's uh, possibly the most hated woman in the division. Yeah, she's got to be up there. Uh, you know, she was out there dissing Texas and all that sort of shit. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think we go straight into this uh, women's championship bout, however. Yeah, we got another title match here. Riho defending against Nyla Rose. Uh, little, little tiny Riho coming out aggressive out of the gate, though. But Nyla fights back. Uh, one point she sets up a table but then Riho just comes running along it and drop kicks her they go back and forth for a while uh, yeah they end up fighting to the top rope Nyla hits an avalanche Death Valley driver but Riho kicks out she fights back she's whatever she's got left in the tank the crowd is fired up they're chanting for Riho she hits uh, some snapdragon suplexes they were they both kind of channeled some Kenny Omega here I think Nyla even tried to go for a one-winged angel at one point oh yeah but uh, they go back and forth. Riho hits a coup de gras, but only gets a one count. So she hits another one and climbs up and hits another one right into Nyla's face. But Nyla gets her foot on the rope. So she, the match continues and Rose hits a spear and then a jumping sit-out powerbomb. And she gets the three count to win her first ever championship. Um. Yes. Uh, what's this woman's name? Yeah, Nyla Rose goes home. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was looking at something. Nyla Rose goes home with it. Um. I feel like she should have won it back in October anyways. Yeah, this And uh, Mike, Mike, I don't want to say this because you've been hot on Riho ever since and love her. She's great. She's great. I haven't been that I haven't been that hot on Riho. Hey. I haven't been that hot on the AEW women's division. That's a good point. Okay, Mike, you're cold, so I'm gonna say it. It's so much easier. I mean, we've seen with Jericho already, you want that spark plug in the division. Just have a yeah. heat just sorry, just have a heel run in that show. Um you know, it's it's such a young division in the first place. Having, uh, yeah, again, that nondescript baby face doesn't help things get somewhere. Yeah, especially yeah to, to get the title off the ground and uh, get yeah, Riho doesn't really cut promos or anything. You know, and maybe this this seems like it's actually like some possibly you know some light at the end of the tunnel, clear direction. We're done with this nightmare collective. Thing. Yeah. I feel bad for that woman who had to uh, shave her head. Though. <laughs> yeah, Mel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mel. The woman shaves her head for the gimmick, and then they get rid of the gimmick. I hope they gave her a nice little bump on her paycheck for that. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, she'll be... <laughs> Yeah, she'll be sticking around, but um, of course she'll be sticking we'll around. But yeah, like I was saying for the first time, uh, I think maybe this AW Women's Division has some direction with uh, shitty heel Nyla, and then we're also building the shitty heel uh, Britt Baker. Yeah, and, all, and uh, uh, on the babyface side, you know, you got Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida, who I think the crowd likes both of those. Ex- those would be my next top two. Exactly. Yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting we're getting somewhere. Yeah, Rome was, you know, Rome wasn't Kenny, built in the day, right? Yeah, Omega. He's Omega's the Fit Finley of their women's division. Is he the, the Fit one. Finley of the uh, women's division? Apparently, yeah. He's like pushing hard for the women. He's the one trying to scout and get some more. And, oh, what a good, yeah. what a nice guy. Oh yeah, good Canadian guy. Good Canadian kid. Yeah. Uh, let's go here. MJF taking on the Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, just a fun match here, you know. 
Jungle Boy is using his his size and athleticism, while MJF being the cocky heel that he is. Uh, yeah, well, Jungle Boy hits a running Liger bomb though at one point for a near fall, and then Wardlow comes, uh, shows up at ringside. He slips that diamond ring on MJF's finger behind the ref's back. So MJF nails Jungle Boy with that punch, hands up the ring back behind the ref's back, and then he hits the double cross for the win. And then after the match, Wardlow picks up Jungle Boy and hits like an F5 type maneuver. It's very close to the F5. Yeah, what did JR call it? I don't really remember what he called it. I don't know either. Uh, I think he called it something. He might have just made something up. Yeah, I may have just said like, slam. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, he'll call something by like the WWE name of the move. Like, he'll be like, oh, 619. Yeah, but, well, but isn't that what it's called? Well, the uh, Tiger Faint Kick. That's what they officially call it. Oh, okay. So what you're saying so is JR. Excalibur says it. What you're it, saying Alex. is Jim Ross needs to spend more time on the wrestling maneuvers Wikipedia yeah. page and really yeah. studying what all these things mean. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, because yeah. that's a good point. You know, at, at least the, the one place they don't mess it up, though, is that it's always called a cutter. Yeah, they're not going to call it an RKO. They're not going <laughs> to call it an RKO. They're always going to call it the cutter. Um, then we get the main event here. John Moxley taking on Santana in the Pirates Plunge match where they both got their eye patches on. Uh, yeah, they just start. <laughs> the pi- you know, the pi- yeah, the pirate <laughs> match. <laughs> I don't know. They start brawling in the crowd. They they get back in the ring. You know, match was all right. Nothing too crazy here. Moxley mm-hmm. hits the paradigm shift for the win. But then right after Ortiz jumps in, starts beating him up. The rest of the inner circle come out. Uh, Jericho hits a Judas effect. And then he signals for someone else to come out. And out comes Jeff Cobb, who hits the Tour of the Islands, a cool-looking move. So I guess uh, he looks to be the new member of the Inner Circle here. And the new member of the AEW roster. Yes, that as well. And, uh, yeah, he's just like a big, beefy uh, Samoan guy. Uh. (laughs) There you go, of course. You know, the former... Ring of Honor champion. I think he was a six-man tag New Japan champion also in the IWGP. Yeah. Like, never feel, openly. Uh, yeah, I feel like, was he on, uh, I feel like we saw him on some New Japan pay-per-views. Yeah. Well, year. I think we would have seen him on the last two, Wrestle King- last two Wrestle Kingdoms, I believe. Okay, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I can't remember the match. I just remember seeing him. But, uh, yeah, here he is, inner circle. So now they got even more muscle, you know, between him and Hager and... Oh my God! What are they? What are they doing here? Somebody's got a. Who's gonna be the the snitch? Somebody's got a snitch, <laughs> right? Eventually, someone's gonna have to leave the inner circle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's it gonna That'll be. That'll be the story. The story to follow, but I'll have to wait till uh, next. Or yeah, it's not this Wednesday. Well, this Wednesday there's a lot of shit, but then the next Wednesday after that they built up like a mini pay per view. With the cage match and the fucking oh the uh, the Wardlow cage match yeah oh uh, okay yeah yeah I forgot about that so wait that's I thought that was happening at Revolution no the cage match is the Wednesday before Revolution and then ah, I think gotcha Cody yeah if he wins that or maybe he doesn't have to win then he faces MJF on the Saturday interesting um yes. yeah okay this is great this is great this is great this uh this show is. Coming up, baby. Yeah. But that's our Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, that was it all. That was all of it. Um, I think it's time we take a break, though. Yeah, let's Mike, take a break. We'll take a break. We'll come back with some trivia. We got some Valentine's Day action. And, of course, the Sermon of the Year. So you're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> it 
Mike, we're back with the show, though. Yes. Because this is what matters. Yes. This is what the podcast listeners came for. They came for uh, wrestling. They came for right. tweets. They came for um, uh, they love cucks. Cucks? Of all, sort, of all sorts of kind. Because you can't have a show without a slight monicum of a cuck angle. But before we even get to that... I mean, even AEW has got a cuck angle. Even, with, uh, I, 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 we're, we're saying everybody's doing it. Joey Janela and Penelope. It's the hottest. Uh, it's the hottest thing going <laughs> in the book right now. Before we even have time to get to that, let's uh, let's do out. Let's bang out some trivia. Trivia. Woo. Trivia. Woo. The love, the Valentines. Valentine's edition. Are yours <laughs> Valentine specific? They are. Oh shit! Yeah, you were thinking. Mike, how many questions do you have? I have three. Okay, I'll give you three. Also, maybe I'll give you four. We'll see how it goes. Uh, (laughs) Well, you start then. Okay, Mike. This this either will work or will not work. (laughs) Um, but uh, inspired by the spelling bee of years past. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I've been trying to think. Half the time was me trying to think of a way to present this in a funny name. Um, the best I could come up with is ass backwards, where I'm going to say somebody's name yeah. in reverse, and you're going to have to tell me who it is. You're going to say the name in reverse? I'm going to say the name in reverse. So okay. all these examples are two named people where you will hear... The last name followed by the first name as if you're reading the name right to left instead of left to right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this, so, you know, you, you can ask me to repeat it if I have yeah. to, but let's, uh, let's start off with, uh, let's start off nice and easy, okay? Okay. Your first name will be Tunts Okram. Tunts Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. See, okay, so you, right. you, okay, you, were pick, you were picking it up. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. All right. So that's the first one done? That's the first one done. All right. My Valentine's related trivia for you. So first of all, I want you to name five heart wrestlers. So the word doesn't matter the spelling, but heart is in their name in some form or the other. Five wrestlers with heart in their name. Five wrestlers with heart in their name. I guess we're looking at H-A-R-T or E-A-R-T, probably. Any way you want Any it. Any way you want it. That's the way you need it. We're going to go Bret Hart. One. We're going to go Owen Hart. Two. We're going to go Jimmy Hart. Three. We're going to go someone that starts with like a T. <laughs> T. <laughs> heart no 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 um god i'm trying to picture there's somebody else in that heart family let me think about it here for a second uh is there like a did i say something like a billy no i should there's um uh natty night like natty night art does that count yeah 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 that's we'll count that one here. okay a minute that's four. That's four. And finally, I bet it's like a. <laughs> oh, fuck. I bet there's like a. like a, I'm trying to picture if it's like a D name or a T name. I picture it. Well, a, there's one. I mean, one. Think about your last answer for a second. 
Natalie Nineart. Oh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Jim. <laughs> Jim the Anvil Nineart. Yeah, so that's five. Uh, you got five. There was uh, Teddy Hart. You were on the track of a T Hart. <sighs> and then the Stu Hart, their father, he was another one. Oh, the, 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 uh, the patriarch to the... Uh... Yes. And then uh, one of my new favorite upstarts, Shotzi Blackheart. Over on NXT. Oh, I forgot about her. Okay, okay. Yeah. But you got your five. You got it's your five. It's a common uh, common theme here. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's your first heart related question. Um, okay, Mike, we're gonna do this uh, ass backwards thing again here because uh, yes. you seem to know what's going on. Okay, Mike, right. your next name <laughs> yeah. is Snave Yekel. Snave Yekel. Snave. Say it again. Snave Yekel. Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, <laughs> the sassy Southern Belle. You got it. Woo! Woo. All right. that, yeah, that's cool. That's fun. All right. So last time I wanted heart named wrestlers. Uh oh. Now I want you to name three wrestlers with heart related nicknames. So this is not their wrestling name, this is their nickname. Heart related nicknames. Yes, three of them. Three of them. Uh, so something like uh, like Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. Well, that's one. Um, Heart is in their nickname. Is there someone who's ni- okay? That that one was the easy one right off the bat. <laughs> that, <was> easy one. <laughs> that one was the you should have gotten it. Um, yeah. God damn. No. Yeah, this one's this this is where we're uh that was, I think that was really where I'm maxing out. Yeah. There's you you'll know these names on here. I mean at least at least one more you I'm sure these are names that I've heard of. <laughs> uh well, there's one up the one on one current guy. Well, there's a couple. NXT maybe here. Yeah. Maybe isn't this somebody no it's like something like that. Isn't someone called like the heart of NXT or the heart of two oh five? Is that a thing that you're I'm looking not, for? <laughs> no, I'm not looking for that kind of thing. Okay, okay, okay. It's not <laughs> I, I, just something Moro Ronello said once. Okay. <laughs> but, but that is a valid uh, opinion. Uh, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna tap out on that one. He's going to tap out? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there is, of course, the the rebel heart, Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah. That's the name of it. Yep, yeah, you're right. I've heard that. Uh, and then Tommaso Ciampa goes by the black heart. The black heart. He uh, does. Fuck, he His does. shirt even said that last night. It even said, I think it said may, it on his knee pad. Yeah, and you may also know Chris Jericho as the Lionheart Yo, yes. at one point or another. Good one. So, yes, there you go. <sighs> Good one. And there's probably more out there that I just didn't write down or know of. Yeah. You can go off the board. You can always go off the board, and you may even teach me something. That's a good point. That's a good point because I could have said something. You're like, oh, wait, that person is called. Uh, yeah, I'm like, well, wait a second. Yes, that's right. Well, wait a second. My God. <laughs> the Heart of 205 Live. 205 Live. Somebody is <laughs> called that, and I don't know who it is. Um, okay, Mike, I have uh, another one for you here. Okay. Uh, ask backwards. The name is Alarim Onitness. Uh-huh. Alaram Onitness. Uh, Alaram Onitness. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Alaram Onitness. No spelling, by the way. I mean, I can't see what you're doing, but you know, no pens and no, papers. I'm not spelling it. Okay, I'm trying okay, to okay, read okay. it backwards. I'm trying to read backwards what I'm hearing in my head. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Alaram Onitness. 
I don't know. This one's mixing me up. Titus O'Neil, I'll just say. You know what? You, you same kind of letters <laughs> and stuff. Uh, yeah. And cadence. No, Alaramo Nitness is actually Santino Morella. Ah, yeah, those T's and stuff. It's, uh, you yeah. know, when you say, me on pronoun- and, yeah, <laughs> and saying things differently, it wasn't O's, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, good one. All right, my final Valentine's Day trivia here. Uh, this will be a two-part question, so okay. two points up for grabs. Woo. All right, Valentine's Day. What Valentine's Day-themed WWF pay-per-view was it? Or so, yeah, what was the name of the WWF pay-per-view valentine's day themed oh crap i totally and, know this too <laughs> it's like one yeah. of those dumb uh like yeah you know it's kind of like that like december to dismember type thing <laughs> yeah you're on the track so what would sound silly in a valentine's day world i'm picturing like a uh Like I a, mean, it may be, uh, you know, based on something. Yeah, I picture for some reason whatever pops up in my head is actually the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I don't know why that's what well, pops in my head. I know that's hyper-specific, uh, but I, let me, give, me, give me a second. Let me work with this. Let me work no, no, this. no, because that is the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I got it. Yeah, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That was the name. It was the last ever uh, pay-per-view that they did like those in-your-house things. But that was, uh, but I also, the bonus point is if you can name the main event of that pay-per-view. Of the In Your House St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Who sounds like they'd be in the main event of a... I'll give you the timeline. It was 1999. It was just after the Royal Rumble where Vince McMahon screwed Stone Cold and he, Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble at number two. Oh. And this was the pay-per-view following that. So I'm gonna say this was uh, the main event. Must have been must have been Stone Cold and Vince then. Yes, but uh, I need more. I need a stip. A stip, eh? Um, okay, let me see. What what could they work if Vince <laughs> loses? Uh, no, or like if 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 Vince loses, what what could a stip be? I guess, like, yeah, if Vince loses, he gives his championship opportunity to Stone Cold. That'd have to be it, yeah. That's half of it. There's even There's more. There's even more. I know. I'm, I'm guiding you very far on this. You are, you are, you are. <laughs> and I can't think of, okay, so St. Valentine's Day Massacre, um, if Vince McMahon loses, Stone Cold, I guess the title shot, and maybe there was, like, a... Fuck. The match. The match. Just, like, a match type, maybe? Um yeah. Uh, it was a ladder. It was like a contract. It was a steel cage match. Ah, fuck. And uh, yes, Vince McMahon won, or no, Stone Cold won the match. This was also the WWF debut of the Big Show, who they called by his real name, Paul White, at the time. Hmm. He tore up through the middle of the ring to help Vince, but he slammed Austin into the side of the cage multiple times until the cage broke open and swung, and then Austin just kind of hung on, dropped to the floor to win. So technically, yeah. Stone uh, Stone Cold escaped. Yeah, he won. Oh, okay, he so he, okay, he didn't make the pin. He escaped. The no, cage. he escaped, That's which cool. is fair game. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was for another fun fact. This was the final ever match to use the old school. Have you seen the the blue steel cage they had? Yes, it's just like the square. Yeah, and then after that, they brought in the the chain link. Huh. 
So there you go. Some fun Valentine's trivia. Some fun Valentine's Day trivia. What another just uh, great day of trivia. <laughs> yeah, just good stuff. This is about good stuff. Well, let's keep moving on here with the week, Michael, because yes. uh, like you said, it is Valentine's Day. We're celebrating all that is love. And what better way to do it um, than watching the blue brand? Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. They're live from uh, our home country. They're, but they're out west. They were in Vancouver, BC. I did not know the, that. Yeah, I, I caught that there. You know, the, the great, great marijuana over there. Perfect. I'm glad that they brought that up on Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, it was Valentine's Day, the angle we're all waiting for. The show opens. We I- get a nice split screen. <laughs> Of uh, Otis and Mandy getting ready, you know, Otis buttoning up his sleeveless suit jacket there and Mandy looking fine with her red dress, putting on some ruby lipstick. Yeah, I'm Uh, just getting ready. I mean, you know, I mean, the show is going to be two hours long, but I'm just hoping like, fuck, let's just get straight to this date. This is all I care about. That's the hook. That's the hook. They're going to they're going to make it make you wait we do have other stuff coming up uh we do have other stuff to get through though first of course uh also with a championship match that we were told we're getting uh yeah we get uh well i guess we get the little moment of bliss before that with bliss and cross but uh yeah nothing important happens on there exactly (laughs) so which is why we get to the match of course people at first i thought this was going to be in saudi but no bailey comes out mella comes out they're like let's do this right now so we do get that championship match bailey's defending against carmella and yeah, yeah, it was all right, Carmelo. Yeah, this was a bit of a, a long time. This whole like the intro to Moment of Bliss to this felt like this. This may have been thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, the Moment of Bliss didn't really accomplish anything. No. But uh, you know, Carmella, she's scrappy. I'll give her that. She she's going for some stuff. She hits a scary looking suicide dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying trying something new. Why the heck not? Yeah, she also hit a Frankensteiner off the top rope for a big near fall. And crowd was hot. Good Canadian crowd. They haven't uh, apparently Vancouver hasn't had a TV taping in like twenty years. Really, twenty years. So yeah, but you, yeah, you think was, you think it would just sort of eventually make their way there? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I, I mean even Toronto went like on a ten-year drought, which was ridiculous. Really? So, huh? I find that yeah, I find that hard stupid. to believe. I think Vince was just petty because our crowds do whatever we want. We don't. Yeah, we we booed Bailey, so we yeah. booed face <laughs> Bailey, so. <laughs> Uh, that woman yeah, out of go, the building. And, yeah, of course. Uh, but they go back and forth here. Carmella tries to lock in that code of silence submission, but Bailey reverses into a pinfall, puts her feet on the ropes for the cheap three count, gets the win. See, there you go. Yeah, I think that's a great example. This this felt like it dragged on for so long. I forgot that you hadn't gotten to the finish yet. <laughs> and I just popped in <laughs> yeah. there with, like, oh, boy, this was wild. Um, Yeah. 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 So she, yeah, she wins, and afterwards, I think Naomi comes out, and they they all get in each other's grill, and then backstage, Bailey says she'll defend her title at Super Showdown. She doesn't care who it is. So I think this week they're gonna have Naomi versus Mella. Yeah, to then figure out who uh, who it's gonna be. Yeah, but at least they're getting a match in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Yeah. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, then we cut back to Otis, still getting ready. He's combing through his beard. And then he gets a text message from Mandy, 
and uh, she's running late so, or something. So she just says, all right, sounds good. I'll see you then. She sends some heart emojis. And, wow. And then Tucky shows up, gives him a little pep talk. And, uh, yeah, he's like, don't worry, bro. Mandy's going to love you for everything you've got. <laughs> so we'll get that. Uh, then Seamus takes on Apollo Crews and Shorty G in a handicap match. And, uh, unfortunately, he gets the easy win. It's a bro kick. But at least Gable didn't take, eat the pin. At least, yeah. Yeah, who uh, I hope he goes to AEW or something because they're they're wasting. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wonder you gotta wonder. You keep hearing about it though, right? And then it's like, how much money are these people being offered? I don't know. Uh, and of course, like you can't say right because what I just read last week, um, like what surprising to nobody, yet unsurprising to nobody, it read that Shelton Benjamin resigned a multi-year deal with the WWE. <laughs> um, but it was like underlined with the report of like, although he has been like vocally frustrated with his role recently, yeah, he chose well, he yeah. chose to get a new job. And like, we all have that point where it's like, okay, where's the money good enough that you're taking the job? And I guess they're being offered that kind of money. Yeah, Shelton, he's, he's taking it. So you know, exactly. Well, they all, they, you know, it seems like they all are. And then they get put on TV yeah. once every two months, and then uh, <laughs> they're getting Mike Canellist. Well, well, he, I don't know. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't who, know. So who vocally says, I don't want to be here anymore. And then it's like re-signed to five-year deals. And you're like, oh, shit. So now you're just going to spend the next five years telling us about how much you don't yeah. want to be here. It's just leverage. Just using the media for leverage. So, you know? so bizarre. Yeah. But uh, let's get another live satellite interview going on here. Nothing more I love than live satellite interviews. Uh, so we got the Hulkster. <laughs> With, yeah, Hulk, Hulk with Hulk Hogan and the Fiend, um, one of my favorite people in the business well, the, right now, and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, yeah, the two times, soon to be two times. I know. Famer. I I want like just like I'm. They need to start giving us more warning that we're about to see Hulk Hogan. I think they need um, to be like, hey guys, just so y'all know, <laughs> Hulk Hogan's coming yeah. out pretty soon. Like you know, choose to skip the next three and a half minutes or don't. Well, the Bray stuff I thought was good. It was. You know, it was. Hulk's, we, Hulk's uh, like the parody. He comes up there. It's all black and white. They got the NWO music. He's doing the the guitar playing and all that. Uh, yeah, he talks to Hogan and Huskus shows up and Bray gives him a chocolate and says, I hope it's not too sweet. <laughs> uh, but then Hogan's just like, hey, man, Goldberg ain't no joke. Good luck. And then he's getting all freaked out. And, so does that yeah, mean like, I don't need luck? Is, is Hulk going to Saudi? He might be there. He's not gonna. No, he's taking. He's taking a paycheck. I mean, at most he could take a minimal claw at the very most. You think? You think? You think Hulk's putting over? Uh, you think Hulk's putting someone over? I don't know. For enough money. For enough. Oh my God! As soon as this blood money's thrown in, <laughs> it kind of like it just like ruins everything. You know, people it are putting people over, and people shouldn't yeah. be there. And uh, yeah. So Hogan, he bounces. He gets freaked out when Bray starts bringing up the fiend. He's like, "I'm out of here, brother." Leaves. Oh yeah, because he, he pulled up a picture of Hogan. So wait, so Hulk Hogan is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's already in as himself. As himself, but then he, they took him out after he said those terrible things. They didn't take him out. They just like removed his page from WWE.com. <laughs> so pretty much, they yeah. just like disabled the web page on WWE.com. <laughs> yeah. And now he's back in, or now they've reopened that page. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he'll be a two timer. And now he's going in for NWO. 
Yeah. I mean, they could technically say he's going in as Hollywood Hogan, so that's a different, you know. Right, right, right. Um, and who else is uh, who else is a part of this NWO chunk? Let Snake. me guess. Let me guess. Okay. I'm gonna say Kevin Nash is gonna be there. Yeah. I'm gonna say Razor Ramon's gonna be there. Scott Hall. Sorry, Scott Hall. Could, Wait, yeah. Is he <laughs> already Scott in Hall. it? He went in as Razor, so now he'll be going. Okay, as so Scott now Hall, he's going going as. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can go in twice as the same person. Of course, of course, of course. Um, then one more. I feel like it's going to be someone weird. Yeah, it's one. Like, those three is all you need. And then they threw in this other guy to make him a... Because, see, I feel like I feel like if there's four, it should be Bischoff, but it's not going to be Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Why isn't it Eric Bischoff? <laughs> wow. I don't even know. I can't even think of like who a fourth person would be. It's gonna be someone dumb like X Pac or something. That's who. It are is, you fucked? Yeah. Sean Waltman. Sean. Oh my god. Are you fucked? How did I get that right? Well, I don't know. Well, you 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 were on the. That's trip. what I want to know. Because wasn't he what back in WCW was like the the one yeah, two three kid so, or something? Well, he was like six six pack or right. He had a bunch. He had, he had a, a bunch of different, of different names. Yeah, a couple. Of, yeah. So, but he never really had much of an impact. Like there was five other guys and six to ten. Like Lex Luger did more in NWO. Fucking all these guys. Big Show did more in NWO. All these. Other wow, guys that's so. That's, Virgil. That's surprising. <laughs> that is surprising. Yeah, but uh, whatever. Whatever. There you go. Uh, let's go on here. Cesaro and Sami Zayn come out for a musical protest concert for this injustice <laughs> that they've suffered at the hands of Elias and Braun Strowman. So, um, Sami's got a ukulele. Cesaro's got a cowbell. They go to play, but Elias interrupts. He's got his guitar. And then, you know, but then Elias is like, all right, you know what? Do your thing. Fine. So they start playing. Cesaro's going nuts on the cowbell. And Sami's like, hey, calm down. Too much. But then the crowd starts chanting, we want cowbell. You know, they've all seen the skit. We all know it. <laughs> everybody knows what's uh, going on. Everybody knows. Uh, so Cesaro's like, all right, you want the cowbell? And he pretends like he's going to strike it, but then he just drops it down to piss off the crowd. So Sammy's like, you think this is a joke? The only thing that's a joke is you guys hanging Daniel and Hendrick Sedin's number in the rafters. So there's your Vancouver. There reference. you go. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> so they start fighting. Elias uh, Stroman comes out to save him. And then... They pick up the security guy and they fucking send this dude flying. <laughs> that guy <laughs> that flew. Was a great height. You're just, oh my god! Great height on that. He's, he might <laughs> have a job. He might have a guy. job after that. He might be send him to the performance center right now. Uh, and then they they show a little teaser for John Cena. He's coming back in two weeks uh, to SmackDown. So been a long time, John. I'm actually uh, anticipating what he's going to do. Who knows? Who knows? It has been a while. At least we, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania feud, and we haven't seen him since last Mania, right? So he didn't even wrestle last mania. We haven't seen him since last January. Yeah, he did. Didn't he fucking he gave an a he didn't he uh he, he put an AA on Elias and then walked away? Oh yeah, well he didn't wrestle. He sorry. was the uh thugonomics of doctoring. Yes, yes, he was there. That was actually cool. Uh but he hasn't wrestled since last January. Yes, of course I think, not. I think he'll be here to to start an angle for mania. I think he'll I think he'll be here to not only start an angle for mania, but promote what will be the f- movie of the year, uh Fast and Furious Nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. You're here first. All right. Have you not we'll have see. you not we'll seen see. this trailer yet, Mike? I haven't seen like eight of the ten movies oh in the series. Well, yeah, I guess this is the tenth in the uh, <laughs> FFEU, of course, the Fast and Furious yeah. Expanded Universe. Um, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Let's keep moving on with the show. Yeah, because let's there's go. way uh, more important shit to deal with. 
Yes, the Valentine's Day date. Oh my is god! Here. This is this was important. You know, Otis, a man of uh, plump stature. Uh, you know, maybe not the what 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 people would call the most handsome man. Yet he has an opportunity to have a Valentine's Day date with Mandy Rose, a, a just a beautiful, a yes. fit woman. Uh, she's nice. She's funny. She's there for her friends, of course, as we know. Uh, like yeah. this is a but Otis. This is a big move you know. for ever all the little guys out there. You know. I mean, not to, well, Otis is the Well, one. yeah, all that, yeah. I know. Literally, I mean, he's, physically you know, large. He's, he's, he's charming. He's sweet. Exactly. He's kind. Why doesn't he deserve a shot? He does. Exactly. Uh, and he's going to get so it. So he's here. Yeah. He's he's at the restaurant. He's got a nice bouquet of roses for Miss Rose. Uh, you know, he talks to the, the maitre d' there. Uh, but then we cut to Mandy and Dolph Ziggler appears, putting a hand on her shoulder. And then. Um, he's talking to Mandy and Otis shows up and he, he sees Ziggler sitting at the table with Mandy and instead of approaching and finding out what's going on, he just drops the roses and walks away. And then everyone just collectively goes, no. Oh my God, that was a heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, so so here's the conspiracy. So, oh yeah, because the, they showed Mandy was there waiting, but earlier in the night, Otis had gotten a text uh saying that she was running late or something, so I think Ziggler was the one who sent that text. Dolph got, ah, Dolph somehow slid in the DMs somehow. Yeah. And Otis, it's all a misunderstanding. I think, uh, you know, he just walked in at the wrong time and he should have gone up there and just kicked Ziggler out. Oh, yeah, well, just simply by just not having them together now, it's going to be the biggest pop. Oh, yeah, I can't think of a do. larger pop that's going to happen on SmackDown that, in the next no, kind of while. save it for Mania. That could be a mania pop, the first kiss, Otis. Oh and, my god, uh, and it would be huge. It would be. I can't yeah. think of a bigger angle going into WrestleMania rather yeah. than just have Otis <laughs> and Mandy smooching, uh, which was which was great. I'm heartbroken, but uh, but this yeah. but this works. This should have been the it main event continue. too. Let's stop yeah. the show right there. Uh, well, but no, we have a mystery partner. No, that everyone loves we a got a mystery. Tag. <laughs> yeah, we got the the team dirt sheet, whatever you want to call them, Miz and Morrison taking on Rowan Reigns and a mystery partner. And Rowan chooses very well here because Daniel Bryan is the mystery man. They've had uh, Rowan and Daniel have had good good tag matches before. You know, they're fine together. These are our top two faces yeah. here. Uh, the match felt kind of normal. Yeah, it was just the normal. I mean, the crowd was into it. Uh, Roman hits a spear on the Miz for the win. And then right after, stupid King Corbin comes out, hits him with the scepter. But uh, we already know they got that cage match booked in Saudi. So hopefully that'll be the final end of the feud. And if it's not, then it's flat out seven months of this. Yeah, it's too much. I can't think of a like, single other feud right now that's been going on <laughs> longer than Corbin Roman. Yeah, I don't know. It's not good. It's not. And hopefully the cage, you know, hopefully the cage will end it all. No, hopefully, uh, hopefully the cage will end it all because we need, I guess we're, t we're taking that blood money, um, which is fine because we have to move on to Elimination Chamber, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're rolling right in, which that'll be fun. Yeah. Which but, this, this was a, this was a fine show though. I mean, um, yeah, like you said, in Vancouver, if they haven't had a taping for years and years now, like they're going to be hot. It's only a two hour show. Like that's really not you know, that's yeah, a not too bad. that's a great amount of time. It's not like they have to sit through eleven segs, <laughs> um, for th over three hours. Mm -hmm. I hope that there's no crowd of people out there who have to sit through three hours and eleven well, segments 
of of I mean, stuff. Uh, I think AEW is three hours. They just cut the third hour and put it on YouTube. But the crowd's still there for three. Oh, hours, that's a good you know? point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I guess to be fair, there. but to be fair, there would be dark matches on other shows. Yeah, I mean it's up to you. You can come and go. I guess yeah, you, you could just leave at any time. Nobody's <laughs> like holding you there. Uh, but yeah. you're always gonna be you're always gonna be hot for that. Uh, but yeah, let's kick off Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Rand man, friend of the show, Randy Orton. Friend, friend yeah. of the podcast, Randy Orton, of course. Uh, we love vaping. Yeah, vaping. Vaping and... Uh, and uh, tattoos. Ta- that's, and that's about all of his personality. Um, yeah. Well, he's a bit crazy. He's got voices in his head all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's maybe that's the reason that he attacked Edge. It's just a voice told him to do yeah. it. But, uh, you know, he comes out. He was supposed to face Matt Hardy tonight in a no-holds-barred match. But after last week, when he attacked him, that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, Matt's in the back trying to get cleared by the doctors. But, nope. Uh, but then Matt, he does come out, interrupt. He's got a neck brace on. He cuts a promo on Randy. He's like, come on, man. Just confess. Tell us why he took away Edge's his second chance and why he tried to do that to me as well. You know? But, uh, I, you know, doctors won't clear me, but I came here to fight. So Matt gets in the ring and Randy says, you got balls, but uh, nobody will understand why I did what I did. And I respect you. And not only Edge, not only do I respect him, but I love him like a brother. But uh, so he drops the mic. He goes to leave. He walks up the ramp. But Matt grabs a chair. Orton comes back in, gets on the apron. Matt swings at him. Orton ducks. Then he just kind of nails neck Matt's neck on the ropes. Hits an RKO. Which is a good bump to take with that brace on, you know? You can't, like, turn your head or anything to brace. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so then he grabs the chair. He nails Matt with it. And then he sets his head up on the fucking steel steps. And he nails his head with a chair a couple times. So he's A couple head. times. Right in the head. This is, I think, the final write-off of Matt Hardy again. We'll see. It's like when <laughs> Dean Ambrose got like written off that, five the times. final write-off again. Yeah. Remember Dean Ambrose? Oh, he got written off like three or four times. Yep. <laughs> so maybe this is the the Matt Hardy farewell tour before he finally. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, anybody who they think may go to AEW, they're gonna write them off in this like one particular way. It's gonna be like the uh, the all yeah. elite send off. We just kill you off. Yeah, or they like lay, they, they actually just like kill you off. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They didn't kill off. Eric Rowan is here, and the cage is back. Oh, thank God. It's been like a month. So, Whatever's yeah, in that cage is a month couple. larger, <laughs> a month stronger. Yeah. Uh, so he's here, but he's taking on Aleister Black. So, you know, each guy not taking on a job or what's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, Aleister Black, he's the bigger deal of the two. So he, uh, Rowan goes for the Iron Claw. Black avoids it, hits the Black Mass. But Rowan stays up on one knee. So Black hits another one and gets the win. Uh, okay. Alistair Black has become um, very great at these TV matches. <laughs> yeah, I mean that black mass is always pretty, pretty. He nice sure spot. does get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So and during the uh, the entrance, he just walked right over the cage on the steps. He didn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, and then no, no, nothing further to go on about uh, what's actually in the cage. Shoot meter is still. Yeah. I think the shoot meter is kind of dead. It's kind of it died. Yeah, it's, it died it's, right now. It's not dead. It, it, it used to be hot. It used to be. It used to be cold. It used to be in so many uh, you know different places. Yeah. But now it's the just, soup. 
The soup has been left on the counter, and it's it's very it's cold, but it's still there. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's room temp now, lukewarm, yeah. one could say. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. The cage is still there, though, which makes me happy. Yes. Maybe Saudi is the bigger reveal. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Charlotte, your queen comes out next to address uh, her challenging Rhea at Mania. You know, she kind of goes over her history, NXT, how it was her class that built the foundation for what has now become the third brand. And, you know, she's she's sick of this entitlement of women like Ripley who didn't uh, scratch and claw to gain that, you know, to make NXT what it is. Mm-hmm. So there you go, just kind of hyping it up. No Ripley, though. She didn't show up here. Yeah, well, this is what's going to be weird now right for the rest of the thing is that they are on two separate television shows and like Charlotte Flair is too big to not be on Raw so does that mean that Ray, like all the interaction happens on Raw or do they happen on both uh, I think they'll mix it up here and there yeah it's gonna be weird to book I mean because this definitely didn't need to happen yeah, uh, it didn't this, this could have waited until NXT <laughs> maybe or even wait until the next week or like whatever it was Maybe it was um, just in case, just for those who didn't watch the takeover, just to know now it's officially official. I remember April 5th is WrestleMania, so we still have, we got building 40 time. 40-something days? Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, let's go to the hottest title in the business. 24-7 championship I here. mean, at, at times, it has definitely, <laughs> it definitely comes Hot potato, I mean. It, it's like a hot potato. <laughs> the hot potato that, championship. That's what the, they should the call The hot it. potato of the wrestling industry, yes. They should call it the hot potato, uh, cha- <laughs> the hot potato championship. Yeah. Uh, so Riddick Moss here defending against his, his former ally, Mojo Raleigh. That lasted for a week. Uh, and R-Truth, of course, the, the foundation of the division. Right. Uh, so our first triple threat match for the belt, I believe. It's exciting. Uh, and at one point, Truth Truth starts doing John Cena's moves. And then that's when I also noticed he's wearing the same outfit. Like jeans, shorts, yeah. sneakers, <laughs> sweatband on his arm. So <laughs> this was funny. He hits the five-knuckle shuffle. Uh, but then Mojo hits him with a big slam. But Riddick Moss rolls up Mojo and gets a three-count to retain his title and run off. Way to go, but, bud. Uh, yeah. What if John Cena versus R-Truth? What if that's your big mania match? There you go. That's, that's, <laughs> that's that 17th uh, world title they're talking about, right? So Truth is going to get the title before then? No, I know. I think uh, he's going to win the 24 set. He's going to win the Hot Potato Championship. Oh, <laughs> oh you're going to count And then they're going to the count it as 17. And there we go. <laughs> uh, well, uh, after this, we do announce we get our first Elimination Chamber uh, announcement. The Women's Chamber match where the winner will face Becky Lynch for the title uh, will include Natalia, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, uh, Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan for some reason. Okay, so we have the entire Riot Squad. Yeah, but uh, Liv Morgan's the only one I care about. I mean, Shayna Baszler's going to win the match, we all assume, but uh, I would love for Liv to have a good showing here. At least eliminate Ruby. We'll see. We'll see. But no Lacey Evans in this chamber match. Was a little. I guess she's on SmackDown, so she's not allowed. Yeah, She'll I thought they would do the three and three thing, but these seem to be all yeah. people on Raw, which maybe to me gives me the idea that the men's chamber match will be all SmackDown, Smackdown. Yeah, right? So that'll be uh, like Miz, Brian, Roman, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like wh- whoever, probably Corbin, unfortunately. Whoever's going to take on the Fiend. Yeah. Uh, or, so, or, I don't know. Or Goldberg. Or Goldberg. Could be Goldberg, could be the it champ. Could be Goldberg. We don't know. We don't spear know. Spear versus Spear. I don't know. We don't know. But we do know Drew Mac- 
Drew McIntyre will be taking on the Beast Lesnar. But uh, before that, he's got a big roadblock. MVP. We thought his last match was a few weeks ago, but he's not done yet. Uh, he's allied with Paul Heyman now, I guess, because they do a little promo. They squawk a bit. Uh, but then Drew, you know, he beats him easily with the Claymore. There you have it, folks. Yep. Drew. You know, Drew McIntyre has to have a then. thing before WrestleMania, though, right? He has to have, like, a challenge. Maybe not, like, a like a, like a, like a big, you know, like a big... Like a f- yeah, feud in between, because Lesnar's never there. He's needs yeah, something he, to Yeah, he has to on. have something that's going to, like, challenge him, but also get him over, not yeah. make him look I don't know. weak. Maybe, yeah. Uh, because he can't just maybe. keep kind of slapping his way through uh, 45-year-old men. Yeah. Maybe he'll get mixed up with the, the Monday Night Messiah business. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Let him maybe, do something. I don't know. Uh, but the man, Becky Lynch, is here. Uh, she comes out. She cuts a promo on that crazy vampire Shayna, and she's got a big paper bag in her hand. Uh, and she drops out wads of $100 bills. She's, uh, so we're like, what's going on? But she tells WWE this is her paying her fine up front for what she's going to do when she crosses paths with Shayna. So this is simply a down payment on violence. Bad things are going to happen. Uh, you know, Shane is an animal. Only animals go for the neck because it's to weaken the prey before they end them. But take a long, hard look at the pretty face of the longest reigning one champion in history. And she goes on about, you know, all the stuff she's done. Shayna pops up on the video screen for her little rebuttal and she says she's going to win the chamber. So there you go. Yeah, the there you go. We, all. You we know. all know. Yeah. I guess uh, short, short, effective way just to, just to do it. Yeah, I mean, we all, we all, we all think this is where the feud's going, and that'll be fine, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but Rusev is back. That's teaming fine. Up with um, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. So far, so good. <laughs> teaming up with Umberto Carrillo, taking on Bobby Lashley and Angel Garza. Uh, at one point, Garza got a kiss from a fan during the match, uh-huh. which looked to be real to me. That was it was kind of a cute moment. The girl was real excited. For uh, but then after all this shit, uh, yeah, even after everything, the crowd is still behind Rusev, who's in the ring with Garza. Lashley distracts him. Garza rolls up Rusev with the tights. So Rusev, who hasn't won in like six months, just continues to get shit on. You know, it just keeps happening. This was a, this was a fine, you know, tag match, though. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, whatever. <laughs> then we get Natalia Neidhart taking on Kyrie Sane. Uh, of course, Asuka causing shit on the outside. Eventually, Natalia is knocked to the floor. Asuka kicks her in the head, and Natty is counted out. So these two, these these three have just had like a mini feud going on in the last little while here. Yeah, it seems like uh, the Kabuki Warriors are like feuding with everybody personally. Yeah, but where's the fucking tag matches? That's what I want. You know, if you're not going to use them, put them back on the Iconic. I don't know if I don't think that's the, I, I, I don't know what the solution is, Mike, but I can almost like that's guarantee mine. that's not the solution. Let Paul Heyman book the Iconics the way they should be booked. He can do something. But let's go to church. We <laughs> got the it's time for the sermon of the Monday Night Messiah. You know, they got the, they got a podium and such all these little things in the ring. Uh, Buddy and AOP are there. They're all dressed in their best Sunday gear. No, it's not Buddy anymore. Oh, sorry, Murphy. There you I go. Cut wrong, I cut out the wrong name. Cut out the wrong name. Uh, Jesus Murphy. How appropriate. There you go. Rollins comes out, you know, acting like a pope. He's smiling. He's shaking hands. He's giving people blessings on the way down. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he's so much better as a heel. He's just better. Of course. 
Uh, he gets in the ring, you know, he hugs everyone, he's speaking in front of the podium. Brothers and sisters, we're gathered here tonight to celebrate the progress, blah, blah, blah. Eventually the Viking Raiders come out, they interrupt the sermon, they start brawling. Uh, AOP, uh, and then Murphy and Rollins just kind of sneak off, but Owens meets him at the top, lays him out. So we'll get some shit later with them. Yeah, this but. didn't, this wasn't like a, I don't know what they, they meant this to be. Um, the sermon. Yeah, it just it was yeah. it was a promo. Yeah, it's all yeah promo with uh yeah. With the it's it's or it's almost like that. You know when they give like a fun name, they give a fun name to an in ring segment. That's really yeah, just like an all interview. the talk shows are the exact same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was it? Well, what did we say the one last week? It was like the Corey Graves electric chair. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so they sat in an electric yeah. chair and was just interviewed, <laughs> but like the chair wasn't hooked up to anything, so it's like they were just being interviewed. <laughs> Yeah, it was but terrible. with like a an aesthetic tweak, mm-hmm. it was a weird one. Uh, and then the OC come out. AJ Styles cuts a promo. The crowd says, "Welcome back." Even though I mean he's only been gone for like three weeks, he's got hurt the rumble. It's long enough, long enough. You but, notice. But welcome back, man. You know he says, "What would WrestleMania be without me?" And he, but before that, he talks about winning the prestigious Gauntlet match they're doing in Saudi for that uh, that mountain trophy, whatever. It whatever is. it's called. And then after, he says, who's next? Was that a subtle call-out for Goldberg? I don't know. Or but, just a way of asking who the next performer would be. Because I think if you're asking, like, let's say there's one person in line, and then there's a second person in line. What's the quickest way for you to inquire in towards <laughs> who that second person is? You could say, who will the next person be? You could yeah. say... Uh, when will the, 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 my next challenger appear? Or you could just say who's next. Yes. (laughs) Uh, well, yeah, he, he clarifies. He said he wants the champ. He wants the champ. He doesn't care who it is. Brock, Roman, Fiend, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. He doesn't care. But Ricochet comes out to interrupt him because he's got that title match. Could be him. So, you know, they clap back and forth. But then Carl Anderson jumps in and says he wants a piece. So Ricochet versus Anderson. Uh, they fight for a bit. Ricochet hits this go to sleep with a Pele kick type move for the win. So he's got like a third finisher now, a fourth finisher. Wow, so many finishers. Oh my God, I can't keep track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then backstage, Charlie gets a quick interview with Liv Morgan about Ruby coming back and attacking her. And But Liv, you know, she's found a home in her own skin. She looks at the future with an open eye. And that future is stepping into the chamber and hopefully winning. Moving on to Mania. That's my winner. Fingers crossed. If I was booking it, yeah. No, uh, but <laughs> let's go to the main event that no one really cares about. Owens and Viking. Yeah, Raiders no up. one really cared about this. <laughs> yeah, Murphy and AOP. We've just seen these guys a lot lately, so match was nothing crazy here. Owen hits a stunner on Murphy, who sells it with a backflip, but then Rollins attacks Owens before he can pin him, causing the DQ. So everyone beats up everyone. Uh, they're ready to crucify Owens, but the Street Profits come out and make the save, so the babyfaces stand tall. And maybe that's your next tag. Oh you, my if god! If you remember, what add? If you remember, add more bodies to this. No, well, I was gonna say uh, Rollins and Murphy are the tag champs, but how long is that gonna last? Maybe Street Profits will put it back on the tag. I don't know. Yeah, this was uh yeah another show that was just filled with matches and segments. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was, as, uh... it was it was weird. Well, we, well, pretty much like I think like we ended the show once again with a Seth Rollins influenced tag match. Yeah, you I know? think if they had just done you know what the main event was supposed to be, Orton versus Hardy in a 
Uh, no holds barred match that would have been good. Yeah, Hardy's retirement match. That's what that's what people were said, or sorry, people were told what that what that match was going to be. It is funny that like um, you know they're they're not very good at disassociating the main event, like the main event of the show versus the top angle of the show. You know, or what they mm-hmm. perceive to be the top angle. I mean, I guess if this is it, you know, we're we're booking hard on this Monday Night Messiah. There's a shirt now. There's yeah. a t-shirt, I mean, so we're, nice we're, we're going hard nice on this. Um, but maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be that last angle on, like, that last actual segment. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem uh, like much of a big, f- like, he's not going to be in one of the big matches at Mania, so it's, why is he? It's where we were on Raw last year, where the main event is subpar because there's no actual championship to go after. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so hopefully Drew's going to fix that come April. Hopefully Drew's going to fix that. We're going to see it. But that was Monday Night Raw. Yes, that was your week in pro wrestling. That was the entire week in professional wrestling. Um, You know, it was a big week. A lot of stuff to pull from. But we got to do it. We got to do it because uh, we do it every week. It is the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week. Mike, I'm coming out right away. Yeah, you go first because I'm still undecided. You're still undecided, so I'm just. I have six names here. Of course, you have six names. Well, I'm not even going to say a bunch of names, nominees. I'm just going to say one name, uh, because uh, I'm trying to think of a reason off the top of my head, and I can't. Adam Cole, baby, you're my wrestler of the week. You're so good at it. Yes, he is the man. There's the reason Uh, because he's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he is one of my six nominees. Of course here, he was. So. I knew it was going to be. Uh, yeah, Cole. Well, I'll just eliminate them. Sorry. You already gave Cole one, so he's eliminated. Uh, Nyla Rose and Riho, they're both on there for their good women's match. Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox put on a great performance as well. They all came close, but I will give it to the other man on the side of the main event, Tommaso Ciampa, for uh, doing great work there, taking some scary neck bumps. Um, a man who I thought wouldn't even be wrestling at this time. It wasn't even a year ago that he had that surgery, and he's already back in title matches, jumping off cages, doing crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, doing crazy so, shit with his neck. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, you're the wrestler yeah. of the week. And I think first time for Ciampa there, because he hasn't been around as much time. Um, Adam Cole. Yeah, that's a good point. And also in a lot of those main events, we, we Adam Cole was winning because, you know, he was winning yeah. the match. He was a and he frequent. Was winning yeah. the, uh, I think this might be Tommaso Ciampa's first wrestler of the week, I believe it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there you but, go. Uh, Adam Cole, of course, a frequent flyer of the rest of the <laughs> He'll oh, be he, back. Oh, he's I'm got sure. those frequent flyer miles. And uh, something, tells, something tells me this isn't the last we've seen of Adam Cole. No, baby. But that's the show. That's the show. That's the show. For the week, rate, review, like, subscribe. The show's everywhere. So why aren't you listening yet? Uh, the rest of the yes. world keeps moving on, though. So, Mike, um, I guess we'll, I guess we'll tune in next time. Yes, next week, uh, get ready for a new segment. Ooh. Of, uh, would you rather? Would you rather? A new segment of some. Would You Rather, of course. That sounds great. Yes. So they can be good, they can be bad. Uh, you know, just like as an example, I'll say, like, would you rather uh, bring back Owen Hart or bring back Eddie Guerrero? Just Ooh. as an example. 
so well, things like that. You don't have to answer that one. That was you don't have to answer that one, but that's a but, that's a little sneak peek of what is to come. Okay, listeners, yeah. you're gonna. I've be got like, a theme song in the can. It's almost ready. It's so in the can, as they say. It's in the can. It's in the can. So uh, yeah, let's put this one in the can and flush it down. <laughs> uh, we are finished. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening, folks. Yes, bounce it up and down with a good Lord's blitter. Shoot.